morning? Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Oh, we love God in this house. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. You can grab a seat in the presence of God this morning. And we just want to say welcome to all of our first-time guests, or maybe you've been here for a while. Uh, maybe you just haven't gotten connected yet. We just want to say welcome. Uh, matter of fact, can we do this, Dothan First? Can we welcome our guests this morning, whether in person or online? We're so glad that you're here. And one of the things that we ask all of our guests to do every single week is to grab the Connect card from the seat pocket in front of you, or you can pull out your smart device and scan the QR code on the screen, or you can text D1TEXT to 84576. We want you to fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having so that we can connect with you. And then after service, we ask that if you fill out a physical connect card or if you do it online, that you come meet us in our guest reception. Some of our leadership team would love to meet you and exchange that connect card with a free gift for us just to say thank you for being with us this morning. Come on, Dothan First, can we welcome our first time guests? So glad that, that you're here. And if you're watching online, go ahead and let us know in the chat where you're watching from or maybe tell us how you found out about our service. But some of the next steps we want to remind you of in D1 Text is uh, some of the things that we ask all of our people to do in taking their next steps. You can sign up for Grow Track. You can tell your story. You can get prayer, child dedication. But one of the best steps that we ask you to do after committing your life to Jesus is taking your next steps in faithful obedience through water baptism. Come on, somebody say baptism. And today we get to celebrate some of our people making that next step of faithful obedience. Let's give it up for them as we celebrate some baptisms this morning. Good morning, church family. So good to have you today. And we're excited today as we uh, uh, continue our worship and celebrate water baptism this morning. We're so excited that we get to partner with some of our family uh, and help them take their next step of faith and scriptural obedience through water baptism. For those of you who don't know me, I, my name is Carl Green. I am the administrative pastor. You normally don't see me here, but today's a special day for me. Uh, this morning we have four candidates for uh, water baptism, and I get the pleasure of baptizing the first one, and then Pastor Josh, our kids' pastor, will baptize the other three. Now in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, the Bible says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is an outward commit, uh, confession of an inward commitment. It symbolizes uh, the washing away of sin and be, us being raised in Christ Jesus to new life. It illustrates Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, this first candidate that I, I have the honor and pleasure to baptize is nobody other than my first grandson, Declan Bass. Come on, Declan. Hey, Doug. How are you today? Good. All right. Declan came into my life about seven and a half years ago. He's the one who made me a poppy, uh, and he's my little buddy. Uh, some, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but Declan is here every Sunday morning with his poppy at 7 a.m. And we go through the church and unlock all the doors and turn on all the lights and get everything ready for you guys to show up and have church. A few Sundays ago, while Declan and I were walking through the church, turning on the lights, my little buddy looked at me and said, Poppy, I want to get baptized. And I said, okay, that's great, buddy. I'm excited about it. He said, Poppy, I want you to do it. 
I said, okay, buddy, I will. So before I get too emotional about it all, here we are. <laughs> Declan, I am so very proud of you, buddy. Very proud of you. Um, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you before we do this, okay? Are you ready? Okay, number one. Declan, do you love Jesus with all of your heart? Yes. Okay. Declan, will you serve and follow Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Declan, upon the profession of your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your commitment to follow and serve him the rest of your life, I now baptize you. I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, now I have to follow that. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Josh, I'm the children's pastor here. I do have the funnest job. Thank you, Pastor Mark, Pastor Michelle. Today we have a good friend of mine. Lawson Bales. Give it up for him as he joins me in the tent. Come on, buddy. There you go. You can almost swim in here, huh? <laughs> there you go. Okay, buddy. All right. So, Lawson, you heard everything Pastor Carl was saying, right? It's all true. Jesus lives in your heart. Yeah? And do you want to serve him all of your days? Yes. Amen. Well then, Lawson, it's my honor to baptize you. Put your hand right here. Another hand right here. Just like we were talking about. To baptize you in the name of the Father, His Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Give it up. Glasses and all. He went for it. <laughs> Well, 
empowered upon well let me ask you this question I'm sure that we're right right Jesus lives in your heart yes. your Lord and Savior yes sir yeah and do you want to serve him with all your days yes amen amen well then upon your profession of faith it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father the Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit Come on, let's give God some praise for these baptismal candidates. Oh, man, that's awesome. I love what Howard said. It's real. It's real. Come on, we believe in Jesus in this house. It's real. Amen. I just want to remind you of a few other things to keep you updated about. Just a few quick announcements as we continue our worship this morning. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We have plenty of ways for you to follow us at Dothan1ST. That's Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Please follow us. Stay up to date with the things that we have going on. Again, I get it. You're sitting in the service right now, but there are people that are in our city, in the Wiregrass area that may be far from God. You can share the service right now. So please follow us on social media. Then also, May is celebration month, and this service is a bit different. Today we're already celebrating. It's going to be a great day. So please, you don't want to miss a single Sunday in this month. Next week, we actually will have our kids first takeover. And it's going to be great. As Pastor Josh said, he has the best job because uh, he has a lot of fun. But then the other thing I want to remind you of is tonight. Somebody say tonight. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say tonight is Pray Dothan that is at 5 p.m. right here in the sanctuary. We're inviting all of you to come be a part of what, what we're believing God to do in our city. We're going to be partnering with pastors and ministries from all over the city. The mayor will be in the house. So we would love for you to be here. Come early because we know the place will be packed. And I'm asking you, those of you that, are, that call this place home, Park in the back. Let some of our guests park up front to get easier access to our building. But let's welcome them and some of our city officials as they come into our, our place of worship to lift up the name of Jesus over the city of Dothan. Amen? Okay, that's tonight at 5 p.m. And so now is the time where we get to give. How many are thankful and glad that God has blessed you? I'm going to ask you to go ahead and do something a little bit different. I'm going to ask everybody if you'll stand. And as you're getting ready to stand, our elders are going to go ahead and make their way to their various stations of prayer. Because uh, we believe that our elders do something biblical. We believe that they can pray a prayer of faith over you and believe for your healing. So our elders will be at the exit on my left, your right, on the main floor, as well as the exit sign on this side, and then one in the balcony. And we're doing this, we're making this available to you so that you can believe in faith. You can have somebody partner with you to believe for God to supernaturally touch you. But then at this part of our service also, it's another act of worship. It's an extended act of worship. And on the screen, you're going to see five ways to give. We don't pass the plate traditionally, but we ask that you utilize one of these ways to give because we want to give the way God does. We want to give generously. We want to give cheerfully. And God has blessed this house. Come on, give God some praise for Dothan First. So we're asking you today to consider partnering with us financially and through prayer. And as I get ready to pray, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to extend your hands out like you're about to receive. But not just like you're about to receive, also it's similar simultaneously as if, as if you're giving yourself up as a sign of sacrifice. Because that's what generosity does. We're saying, God, everything I have you gave me, I want to give it back to you. I want to live an open-handed life. And I'm going to pray. And as soon as I say amen, let's give God, give God the biggest praise because we're going to go right back into worship. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the people of this house. 
Father, maybe even the people that are here, this is their first time or they're still a guest. They haven't jumped all the way in yet. I'm asking that you bless them, not only as they give financially, but as they give in faith, as they worship you with their words, with their body language, with their sacrifice of surrender. We're asking you to bless our time together because we know that when praises go up, presence comes down. And we're asking for your presence to be felt in the house this morning. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said real loud, amen. Let's worship together.
to say we just say hallelujah come on in your own words can you can you just say hallelujah right now hallelujah you are worthy of honor and praise and glory you are seated in majesty splendor surrounds your throne we say hallelujah father we worship you in this house we praise you in this place because we know how good you are You've been so faithful. You've been so consistent. And we want to make sure that our affections are turned towards you. May you be pleased with our worship this morning. Hallelujah. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh, he's so good. Amen. I love moments like these. And uh, 
this is a part of service again where this, today is Celebration Sunday and I get the opportunity to honor our pastors, Pastors Mark and Michelle Benson. Can you go ahead and get, give it up for our pastors? Can you praise God for our pastors? Before I bring them up, I want to read a few things uh, over them. And I just want to remind you that today there's a table out in the lobby. And if you didn't get a chance, we want to encourage you to write uh, some words of encouragement over our pastors because ministry, ministry's hard. Uh, it's, and it's not just the fact that it's hard. It also at times can be a thankless job. And it's not that we're not appreciative, but we want to take special emphasis today to honor the, these two. So uh, as you exit, please uh, sign that card. There's nothing better at times than words that come directly from the heart. But I want to read some verses over you before I have before I have you come up in our staff and we're going to lay hands on you and pray. But uh, I want to read 1 Timothy 5.17. It says, give double honor to spiritual leaders. And, and, and it says in parentheses, spiritual parents who handle their duties well. This is my favorite part. This is especially true if they work hard at teaching God's word. You work hard at teaching God's word. And Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says, I will give you shepherds. This is God speaking who are loyal to me and they will shepherd you with knowledge and skill. And both of you do that with knowledge and with skill. So as I bring you up to the platform, can you honor our pastors, God's gift to this house, Mark and Michelle Benson. Come on, you can do better than that. There's a few other things we're going to say, and uh, you see all these people love you, and those of you watching online, you want to show your appreciation in the chat, you go ahead and do so. But uh, I just want to say some things. The, those scriptures, I believe uh, the Bible is teaching us that when we honor our pastors, what we're saying is, God, we agree with your choice. And we agree with his choice for this house. I know I do, me and my wife especially, and I say that on behalf of the staff, because we didn't choose you, God chose you. We didn't call you, God called you. And I'm so glad he did. And we honor that choosing and that calling today. And when we come into agreement with that choice of God, God gets the praise. We're not worshiping people. We're worshiping God for this choice. And I'm so glad for the choice he made. And I speak on behalf of the staff and the church when I say we are so glad that God placed pastors Mark and Michelle Benson over this ministry and over our lives. Uh, so I'm going to invite our, our staff. If you'll come, we have a special gift for you. Don't open it right now. Or you get a whooping. I'm just kidding. I'm That's a joke. But every single week, you pray a blessing over the church. So what I've done, uh, Pastor Mark and Pastor Michelle, it's a bit different. I've wrote a variation of the blessing that I'm going to pray over you. And our, my, my co-laborers in the faith, they're going to put their hands on you. And I'm going to ask those of you that are in the congregation, if you'll stretch your hands towards our pastors. Even at home, if you'll stretch your hand towards the screen. We're going to believe in faith for God to do something special in their lives because this is year seven. This is the year of Jubilee. And Pastor Mark has mentioned in staff that this, the word of the year for this year is sacrificial growth. So we're believing for that for you as well as we're believing for that for us. So let's pray together. Can you stretch your hands towards them? May the Lord bless you and keep you as you continue to faithfully serve God and steward the vision he has entrusted you with. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you as we know he is well pleased with the faithfulness you serve with. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace to your hearts and to your soul as you continue to lead his sheep closer to him. May the Lord remind you and bring, bring into fruition dreams and desires of your heart. May he grant you increased favor, a fresh anointing and greater revelatory insight. May he double your kingdom impact and influence. 
and let these years to come be the greatest and most fruitful of your life and ministry. His name is engraved on your heart and you have declared and proclaimed with your life that you are his willing vessels to be used as he intended. Father, let nothing separate them from your love. May your hand of protection stay on them. May your word continue to guide and shape their life. Give them fresh, supernatural energy and strength to fulfill the vision and the call on their life. We bless them to continue to be a blessing, that they continue to love God and love people the way you loved us. Bless them today, tomorrow, and the days to come. And we will again give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless our pastors in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give God praise for these leaders. Wow. The, the, the one service that we have very little control over, you can be seated. Wow. Guys, thank you. Thank you for that, that loving prayer and such encouragement. You know, uh, it was about six and a half years ago that uh, we said yes to the Lord and to the call. Well, we said he... yes to the Lord longer than yeah, six that's and a half right. Thirty years. years ago. Well, we said but, yeah. Yeah. I said I, it when I was five years old. I'm just saying, yeah, but yeah. but for this house and yeah. for this transition from Huntsville to Dothan, and um, let me tell you, as you know, it's it's been uh, some of the most difficult and challenging of years in the sense that we didn't know COVID was coming. We didn't know. Uh, across the nation and across the world the things that would be happening and yet we feel so blessed to have been surrounded by the most loving generous caring people that we could be with during the times that our whole world was experiencing crisis we got to be in a loving place in a supportive place an encouraging place and we can't thank you enough uh, just the, the honor and the joy to be able to get to be your pastors the Bible talks about that when uh, there's a, a ministry exchange from the congregation to its pastor or to its leader, that the people of God can either make their job easy or difficult based on the relationship that they share. And you've made it so easy. You're so easy to love. And we can't thank God enough for what you mean to us and, and the exchange that we have in faith with you that we get to win this world to Jesus Christ and specifically the Wiregrass area. Thank you so much. We're so honored. And everything that you said, I did tell but I just want to say from me, thank you so much for being the greatest congregation yeah. that there is out there. And like he said, I can't believe some days I'm like, do we really get to do this? That God called us to be your pastors and we're so humbled I mean, there's some days, like Pastor Will said, it, 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 it gets hard because we love you so much that when you're walking through something, it, it, it affects us and we pray for you, but we carry that burden and things just get hard. You know, there's some days that I'm like, okay, Starbucks be hiring, so I might make a better barista than I would a pastor. <laughs> but then it's, that's just for a moment because we know that we know this is where God called us. And we are so honored, like you said, honey, that we're so honored to get to be your pastors. And we look forward to seeing what the Lord has for not only our church, but for our city, because we are so in expectation for what is to come. Yeah. So thank you. We love you so much. Let me tell you something. All glory, 
all honor, all praise is due the name of Jesus Christ. And we're so glad that we get to do life and ministry for his glory and for his sake. Can we take just a moment and, and give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ? One more time. I know you're doing calisthenics here. Could you just stand up and give God the greatest shout of praise we can give? And Lord, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, God. We love you. God, we honor you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And now, Lord, I pray over this congregation that, God, as the last six and a half years, we've been so honored to be able to minister alongside such great people. And, God, the best days are always yet to come. But I pray that you would use us, every last one of us, for your assignment on this earth, that we might partner with you to see this world one to Jesus Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, you can be seated. God bless you. And uh, today we're going to continue in the worship of God by just talking about the subject in this series called You Matter. And today I, I want to help you reach your sphere of influence. I want to help you reach your world. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, let's win the world to Jesus Christ, right? Let's take John 3.16 seriously. Let's win the whole wide world. And it sounds so great. And listen, I thank God for all of the missionaries that we support because of your generosity and your faithfulness. Uh, 67 missionaries and, uh, and missions organizations around the world right now are ministering on your behalf. And they, so many of them last week uh, that, that were at our sectional or our district council rather came up to us and said, please thank your congregation for their, their generosity and their love. But listen, it's one thing to say, let's win the world. It's another thing to let, say, let's win your family and friends. <laughs> let's win your coworkers. Let's love this city well. But I want you to know, we could say it in a general way and you might look up here at us Michelle and I and go, well, they're called to win this city. No, friends, we are called to win this city. Friends, let me tell you something. You matter. Go ahead and turn your attention to the screens. To the broken and to the hurting, to the desperate and to the defeated, to the common, the average, the plain and the small, I want you to know you matter to God. To the washed up and the worn out, to the helpless and the hopeless, to the cast outs, the dropouts, the last picks and hypocrites, to the unimpressive and the underwhelming, to the nobodies and has-beens, to people just like me, you matter to God. You are not defined by your worst days or your biggest mistakes. And you are not the sum total of all your setbacks, slip-ups, failures, and faults. Because who you are is not determined by what you have, where you've been, or what you've done, but who Jesus declares you to be. You matter to God. Maybe at some point somebody told you something that simply wasn't true. That you're nothing but unworthy, unwanted, and unloved. But I want the loudest voice in your ear to be the voice that breaks the cedars and shakes the wilderness. And he says, you matter to me before the galaxies were born or the first star gave light, before the ocean waves crashed or the night sky cracked with thunder, 
Before any creature crawled or any bird sang, before the planets were set in motion, he set in motion the plan of your salvation. From the highest heights of heaven, the Lord of all creation looked upon your desperation. He became like one of us to remake all of us, to make an orphan his child, to make a rebel his friend, to set the prisoner free. You matter to God. So to all the sons and daughters of God, to all my brothers and sisters in Christ, behold his power and glory and majesty. Behold the one who matters most. Come on, how many of you know you matter to God? Just turn to your neighbor and tell him you matter to God. Come on, let him know. Well, listen, I want to take a moment and welcome all of our first-time guests, those that are joining with us for the very first time. What an honor it is to be able to host you, and I pray you feel not only the connection to the people that are around you, hopefully you received warm greetings and welcomes on the way in, but most importantly, we want you to feel connected to God, the almighty creator, the one who loves you and has a purpose and a plan for your life. And uh, those that are watching online for the first time, welcome. We're so glad that you chose to worship God with us here today. Well, go ahead, and if you would, just grab your copy of God's Word. And if you don't have a Bible, let us know. We'll gladly get the Bible into your hands free of charge. We just want to make sure that you have God's Word in your hands. But uh, you can also turn on your tablet, PC, or your cell phone, wherever you have your Bible today. And just say this with me. Say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's Word, I'll receive God's Word, and I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. Now, if you would, turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, we'll get there in just a minute, but we're in this series called You Matter, and specifically today, we're going to talk about reaching others with God's love. How many know this world desperately needs Jesus and his love? Come on. I mean, listen, if there's ever been a time in my lifetime, and, and, and I've lived a, a wonderful, long, healthy life, and um, I'm not that old, but I'm not that young. But I can just tell you, out of all the years of my lifetime, it just seems like the world gets more and more desperate for the love of God. They desperately need to know him and his love. And we're on, on an assignment from God. As a matter of fact, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love, uh, you know, the secret agents. And I used to love the, the idea of being involved with like the CIA or the FBI or on a secret mission like James Bond, 007, you know. If I could just be like one of those guys that could have a secret mission to carry out, that, that my, my assignment would be bigger than myself. And today I want you to know God has chosen you, literally chosen you out of all the world. He's chosen you for the most significant assignment this world has ever known, to be his agent of love in this world. Friends, as you know, every person has value, and that means we have to do all we can to love people on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. On, on behalf of God, we love other people. As a matter of fact, if, if we really have the heart of God, 
then we'll do all we can, give of our time, our talents, our treasure, our, the gifts, talents, and abilities God's given us. We would use all of it to reach this world with his love. That's our heart. And today, as I said, uh, turn to Acts chapter 1. In verse 8, I'm just going to read a few short words. Jesus said something, and, and, and it was really his last words on the earth. And if you think about it, like I, I have been honored to be at the bedside of some of those who are about to take their last breath. And I've been honored to sit by and sit in rooms with families where a loved one is about to meet their maker. And in those moments, I promise you, the words that they say are carefully crafted. Most, in, most of the, the moments that we've had in those dying last moments have been the most significant things someone could say. As a matter of fact, they're not worried about uh, how many accolades they had. They're not worried about how much money they made. They're not worried about the promotions that they got at work or how much time they spent there. They are most consumed with releasing the legacy on the next generation. And they're speaking their last words. And Jesus now has been resurrected. It's, this is now after the cross, after he gave his life for all of us as a sin sacrifice that he gave his life for our sins, paid for them on the cross. Then he was buried and in the tomb for three days, then resurrected, showed himself alive with many infallible proofs for over 40 days. Hundreds of people having seen him at one time, the proof that he was alive. He didn't just show up for a day or two. For 40 straight days, he proved himself alive. And then the Bible said, now he was about ready to ascend. And as he's preparing to ascend to the Father, he says these words, and you will be my witnesses. Can you say that with me? You will be my witnesses. Can we say that together? You will be my witnesses. Turn to your neighbor and say, you will be my witness. He decided out of all the things that he could say to all of us, that he gave us an assignment, a specific assignment, that we would be used by him as an agent of his love to show his goodness. So if we're going to be a witness, we've got to figure out what a witness is. Well, we know if we've been around courtrooms, we kind of know what a witness is. A, a witness is not called to sway the judge with their eloquent words. A witness is not called to be, uh, you know, in place of the defense attorney or the prosecuted uh, attorney. They are called simply as a witness. They're called in a court case to tell what they've seen and what they've heard or what they've seen and what they've experienced. And Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses. You, you will be my witnesses. You've been chosen by God to do this. God said, I can't, look, I can't be your witness. Someone else can't be your witness. You are called to be a witness. Now, what does that mean? You tell people what God has done in your life. That's simply it. It's not, people get in, in their minds that this big, huge thing, it's, it's, it's this gigantic thing that is so hard to understand. Friends, it's telling people what God has done in your life. It's very simple. Just tell your story of what God has done. A lot of people think this. They think, I have only one testimony. And that testimony is how I got saved. 
which certainly is a testimony in and of itself. It's probably the greatest miracle in your life that will ever happen is that God saved you from your sin, set you free, and now you are made alive in him. The Bible says your spirit is regenerated, reborn. There's a a, a rebirthing process. You're new in him. All of that is great, and people sometimes misunderstand that they only have one testimony. Friends, you as a Christian have hundreds of testimonies. Every story of God's goodness in your life that you're able to share with others is a testimony of God's goodness. You just share your story. Listen, you are the authority on you. Nobody else has a story like yours. And so for some of you, it might be that you could share your testimony about how God's helped you overcome anxiety or fear or depression or discouragement or loneliness or hatred or anger or whatever the, the, the issue is that you were struggling with that God has now helped you through it. God has helped you with it. He's helped you to manage it. He's given you the tools and he's given you his Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden now you're a new creature in Christ and God's helped you with it. That's a testimony of God's goodness and God's grace. If God's healed you in a physical dimension, that's a testimony of God's goodness. If you've been healed in, a, in an emotional or a spiritual way, that's a testimony of God's goodness. If God's helped you in your marriage, if God's helped you with your family, that's a testimony of God's goodness. Some of you have been spared from uh, a, a car accidents or other very dramatic things, and, and that's a testimony. But friends, there's simple things every single day that you walk through that God helps you with. And that, friend, is a testimony of God's goodness. So each one of us has hundreds of testimonies in our life that we can share. So being a witness simply means I share what God has done in my life. You don't have to know every single scripture written in this book. You don't have to be a theologian or memorize every passage to be a witness, friend. You just have to share what God's done in your life. Jesus didn't say you'd be my defense attorney, meaning you won't have to, listen, defend God. Look, at people can argue with your theology, right? People think that a testimony is their theology, so they just have to simply share their theology. Well, guess what? Theology can then be up for debate. Now you got people that are arguing with her over which scripture means this and which scripture means that. Or if you're talking to an unbeliever, then they argue with with, uh, whether or not God is all that he said he was in the word of God, right? That creates an argument. Friend, let me tell you something. God is a big God. You don't have to defend him. He's big enough to defend himself. But you know what you are called to do? Be a witness. Share your faith. Share your story. Who could argue with your story? Who could argue with your testimony, your healing, your deliverance, your salvation? Who could argue with the testimony? Like in the the baptismal tank, it's real. (laughs) It's real. You can't argue with that. God's not called you to be either the defense attorney or the prosecutor. It's not your job to convince people. I don't know if if I've said that enough, but I think I need to let people just breathe a sigh of relief that you're not called to convince everyone. You're called to share your testimony, your witness. Friends, that's God's job. That's the Holy Spirit's job to, to, to convict people of their sin and release them to salvation. 
Many of you might remember if you've read the Gospel of John, one of my favorite Gospels. And you read in that story in chapter 9 where there's this man that was born blind. And Jesus did the weirdest of all miracles that you'll ever see in the Scripture. He spits in the mud, (laughs) right? Makes mud pies and wipes it on this blind man's eyes who's been born blind. And and I don't understand it all. And I'm not going to talk about the theology of it all. But I just want you to know, it's weird, man. It's weird. If, look, if I was blind and I heard, I, I would be out. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I'm being real. Like, that is, a, a, it's, it's a weird, strange miracle. And yet, the Bible says that this man was able to see. And now he's being questioned by the religious of the day, the teachers of the law and the religious of the day, the Pharisees. And the Bible says that this man comes in and gives testimony, right? He's sharing, this is what happened, this is what happened. And they're not convinced, and he explains it again. And they keep calling him back, and they keep asking him over and over again, well, what happened? How did it happen? Who did this? Who, Who is Jesus to you? Finally, the guy's like, look, I don't know what you want from me. All I know was I was blind, come on, but now I see Friends, that's the testimony. He didn't have to have all the theology down. He didn't have to have every verse memorized. He just had to share once I was blind. Now I can see. Nobody can challenge the testimony that God's placed inside of you. The best way to be a witness in this world, the greatest way is to simply love people. Why? Because when you're showing love, it's so unusual. Friends, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the world just seems more and more unloving. It's just mean and, and it's, it's self-centered and it's uh, especially, you know, now with social media, it just seems like people can, can in their anonymity, they use that anonymity to hate people. And it's just perpetuated over and over again. It's like they think they're getting away with it, but God sees it. And it just seems like they hide behind this unloving mask. And the world just gets more and more unkind and more and more unloving. But John 13 says it like this. They will know that you are Christians by your love. By your love. That means every time you show love in this world, that's a great Christian witness. Why? Because we're in an unloving world. And when they see the demonstration of God's love in you, they go, wow, that's what it means to be a Christian. As I've said so many times, you can sum up the whole Bible, Jesus did, in about four words, right? From cover to cover. He said all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. When he was asked, what's the most important command? And you've heard me say this over and over again. It's the value system of this church. He says, what's the most important commands? And this guy should know because he was a teacher of the law when he asked Jesus this question. And Jesus simply answered, the most important is this. First of all, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so we've established that in all that God has to say in this book, if we can live by four words, love God and love people, we're doing good. It's it's the beginning of the scriptures and the end of the scriptures that we follow along. And in our grow track, we outline five purposes for your life. It's very simple. The first purpose in life is to get to know and love God. That's called worship. The second one is pretty simple. The second purpose of God 
for us is to connect to a family of God, the church, the family of God, and that's called fellowship. Another purpose statement that God gives to us to live out is to simply grow up spiritually, that he wants us to be mature believers, to be more like Christ. That's called discipleship. We know that the next purpose, the fourth purpose, is to serve God by serving others. That's called our ministry. People think that ministry is like what I'm doing right now. This is not the only ministry available. And then others uh, uh, recognize the, the fifth purpose, the most important probably of all of them is to go and reach lost people. That's called evangelism. But do you know that God gives us love as the application for all five of those purpose statements? Think about this. When you show love to others, it's an act of worship. Why? Why? Because you love God by loving others. One of the best ways you can do it. You show love to others and, and you begin to build fellowship, right? Christians coming together. They'll know you're Christians if you have love one for another. You show love to others by becoming more Christ-like, right? That's called discipleship. We show love to others by serving them. That's called ministry. And we show love to others by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Those five purpose statements wrapped around four simple words, love God and love people, is what we live for. And friends, today I, I decided I really felt like I wanted to do something just a little bit different than I normally do. <clears throat> and I, I want to, in just a few moments, introduce a couple members of our church and let them kind of share how God's used them in some very unique ways through social media to be able to love others and to share the love of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm so excited and thankful that they're willing to do this today. Uh, so would you help me welcoming today Hunter and Devin Cordell. Can you come on up here? Give it up for them as they come up here. Come on up, guys. Love you guys. Well, all right. So, you know, we decided we were just going to do something a little bit different. And when we said that... Um, I said, okay, how can we do this and make it clear what I'm trying to, you know, to, to, to get across? And um, I suppose I should start, like, with what this is not about. Like, I could say what this is about, and I just said it a moment ago, but let me tell you what this is not about, just in case you might be wondering. Um, so... Uh, God's really used them in a unique way in uh, social media, and the Lord's really been blessing them, but also it's not been without some persecution and some difficulty. And, um, but I want you to know, in this moment, I, I was drawn more to have you come up here and share, uh, not because of your popularity, but because of your persecution. That's the storyline that most people don't see and wouldn't see because you just don't talk about it much, just being honest. You don't talk about it much, uh, but we know bits and pieces of it. Um, but what this is not about is this is not like they came to me and said, hey, now that we're members of the church, like, could we, like, could you help us build our platform, our social media platform? And so could we come up and share some things? Promise you that was not it. I promise. As a matter of fact, they probably would run from this moment a little bit more than they would run to it in a public way. But I'll also tell you what this is not. Not that I would need to say this, but I'll say it anyway. It wasn't Michelle and I going, I wonder how we could build our platform. And so having you be a part of this moment has nothing to do with either one of those two things. And I know you know that, but for you out there just wondering. But today what this was really about is I feel like 
because God's used them in a way that's a little different than most, I think you could gain some things about what God's given you to do for his kingdom and his glory. And so today, um, I, I guess let's just start with, for those of you that may not know you, you have a social media platform that God has been using. How in the world did you start that social media platform? Like, how did it all get started? I think that's a good way to start this whole thing. Yeah, so originally we started filming YouTube videos, and the, the reason why we started it is because Devin was pregnant. She was a stay-at-home mom. I was working at the fire department at the time. And we wanted to do something that would give her something to do while I was at work. And uh, we really started doing it, making the videos just so we could go back. And so Ivy, our little girl, she's two now, by the way. But so she could go back one day and watch the videos and, you know, watch what it was like for Devin to be pregnant and us go through that. Because um, we had some trials in that time, too, with Devin's health. And so we like to document that and just, uh, you know, her childhood, like, like the old home videos, you know, but we just yeah. decided to, to post them on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's as easy as it is, right? It, it, when it comes to the, the description of how this got started, it wasn't, as I understand it, like you set out to be influencers or make all this money. It was simply just a documentary, if you will, for her life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I love this story. Devin, I'm going to ask you to share, like, when you chose to make it a ministry, Yeah. the the social media. Right. So as Hunter said, it started, the intention was never to think it would become a ministry or be a ministry, anything like that. Um, It was simply just to create memories, make memories, and be able to watch those one day. Um, months went by and we were going through personal struggles just financially and um, I really felt like I was in a spiritual winter and what I mean by that is I could feel that something was coming Mm -hmm. and the Lord really wanted to he wanted me to go to a full place of surrender for him to reveal my purpose because I was feeling purposeless and even though I was a mom Mm -hmm. that's what I thought you know I'm a mom right now I'm doing what I think he wanted me to do, but I really could feel like he was telling me, like, Devin, I have something for you, and I just need you to trust me and surrender, and I felt so silly because I would tell people, I was like, I know we started, and I told Hunter, I was like, I know we started YouTube as just a fun thing to do. I said, but I really feel like God is calling me to something bigger and that he is going to use that for his glory, mm. not for us. Yeah. You know, total 180, yeah. is that a full circle? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in those months of just, I did feel like in a sense of quietness from the Lord. And he was just like, I just need you to surrender this because you don't even know what's coming. And so I told her, I'm like, all right, you know, we're, this is, the Lord is about to take this and it's going to be a ministry. And I told a few family members and friends and I was, I would always start with, I know this sounds so silly, you know, it's social mm-hmm. media because the day and age it is, and we're like, yeah, social media, whatever, but I just could feel it, and so there was one pivotal moment in those months, and I told Hunter, I was like, he's just telling me to surrender, surrender, and I'm like, Lord, I think I'm surrendering it, you know, I'm doing everything you're asking me, I'm saying it's gonna be for you, and I was at a stop sign one day, and this was the beginning of 2021, January, and I was like, all right, Lord, I was like, you've been telling me to surrender this for quite some time. And I thought I've been doing that, but I'm obviously not. And I was like, so 
what do you want me to do? And he said, I need you to talk to me. Just ask me, pray mm. about it. And so I was like, okay. I was like, Lord, if you will bless this, how you want to bless it, I will give all glory to you hundred percent. And that day we got home that night and I didn't tell Hunter what happened. And our videos just blew up out of nowhere. And we're like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> and they were silly videos. It's not like we were preaching. Right. It's not like we were preaching sermons or anything. It was just us being silly, but they blew up. And I'm like, okay, Hunter. And that's when I shared with Hunter. And we knew from that point on, we're like, all right, this is for the Lord. And even if it's making silly videos by our fruit and right. just saying his name on a public platform like that. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying that initially the, the intent was the documentary you shift gears emotionally, mentally, spiritually to say, we're making a decision that this is for you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then God does what he does best yes. Yes. and takes things and takes them where you never expected them to go. I, I, I love that. I love that. So uh, that means that it was just an easy pathway after that. Um, no persecution, no issues, no hatred being spewed. It was just all good after that. Um, matter of fact, I, I, I think everybody's so nice on social media. Oh, you everybody's know. nice yeah. on everybody's social media, so right? Encouraging and just, you know, you guys do say the name of Jesus and you guys do talk about the Lord, even though it's, yeah. you know, like you said, it's silly and it's fun and they can see the fruit in your life. Um, has it been a bed of roses for you guys? Like everybody just telling you how great you are. Yes. <laughs> no, it's been quite the opposite. And I knew in those months of preparation because of what he was going to do, not, never did I think it'd be that much, but he was preparing me in the fact that the world hated me first. So you're going to feel the persecution. And I found comfort in that, that yeah. he was persecuted. And so He's, he's been through what we've been through. That's and, right. Um, and we just, we know that we're trying to tell about a personal God to an impersonal world. And so with that, we knew it would come. Yeah. So um, did that ever make you want to stop doing what you're doing? Like I, I remember vividly um, th about three months ago that you shared your full testimony. And then Hunter, you came behind and shared uh, I think a couple months ago or so, your testimony. Um, and then you started receiving some hate that was, uh, it seemed like it went from the fun mm -hmm. to now the serious and, and receiving things that, again, stuff, stuff that we won't even talk about here today. But um, did that ever make you guys want to just stop, like shut it down? Like, let's just go back to no normal life. Yeah, definitely. Normal life to me, sounds great sometimes but it sounded no, simple yeah you know? yeah simple but no I mean we definitely we've, we've definitely wanted to stop we've definitely had that temptation but kind of what you talked about earlier is that you know we know that this is what the Lord has for us and that this is his will for our life and even you know and it may be even a season and you know we're prepared for that too um but yeah and, and it's funny because some of the worst persecution and comes from People who claim to be Christians and they get on there and they tell us, you know, you mean they throw and, stones? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. we we read about that. And, yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> so that's right. what that's what makes it hard for us, and yeah. that's what makes us second guess. Like, you know, are we, you know, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing right? Like, are we equipped yeah. for this? We yeah. feel very unqualified. We 
we asked for God to use us as vessels. You know, I've always done that. And so I feel like I'm a weak vessel, but his spirit's strong in me. So, <laughs> yeah. but with that feeling unqualified and just, he, it, he reminds me that we just have to be obedient and say yes, and he's going to use us no matter what stones we're filling, you know, and that's why we keep doing it. Yeah. Now I have to say I'm pretty protective over people in this house um, and whatever age you are, uh, I'm very protective. So if I heard somebody was messing with you, just like as a physical dad, if someone was messing with my kids, I would want to, you know, I feel the same way in a spiritual dimension as, as a pastor, as a father figure spiritually over this house, that if any one of you were treated poorly, I, I would want to come to your defense. Uh, and it's no different with the two of you. Like if I found out people were treating you weird here, which I haven't heard that. Uh, hopefully nobody comes in, and I know sometimes you get some of this where people like secretly videotape you while you're doing things at the grocery store or wherever, but if I found out like people were doing that while you're trying to worship God in a sensitive moment, I would be like, you better put your phone down. I will come in there and take that phone from you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just being honest. I'm just trying to be real. Like, if I found out anybody was treating anybody poorly, I would say, well, that's not what represents the love of God, and so we've got to come back around. But when you shared your testimony, and this is a little off topic for just a quick second, but when you both shared your testimonies, you both were pretty vulnerable about the, both the good and the bad. Like, here's what Jesus has done. But you also talked about struggle and doubt. And, and, and it seems as though people resonated more with your weaknesses than your strengths. It was almost as though the vulnerability increased people's interest and desire to get to know God. And I, I think that has to do with, you know, a lot of people think that like you said earlier, not everybody's called to be a pastor and stand up on a stage in front of people. And it, I relate a lot to his disciples. And what reminds me of like, okay, we can do this for the Lord is because we're just normal people. And his disciples were normal people. They weren't the Pharisees. They weren't people who were perfect. And so I think that's why it resonates with people because God is uses us through our stories and right. through our trauma and through every bad thing we go through that's where you can see his love and his beauty like tenfold yeah and so I think that's what people want to know is that they're not alone and mm -hmm. I really think that's why people resonate with that yeah more. absolutely I agree I absolutely agree so uh, we talked a little bit about why haven't you stopped um, because I know that that is it's easy for any of us when we feel or sense the fire of persecution and I just want to make it clear to all of you in this room that when you do things for the Lord, it doesn't mean that everything goes perfectly. Okay, look at the disciples, look throughout the scriptures, and you'll see that there's suffering and there's difficulty that when you become a witness for God, you get a little closer to the spiritual front lines. That doesn't mean we have to fear that or be worried about that, but we have to be prepared for that. And I think sometimes we get in our mindset this mentality like, if I just do this for God, man, I'm not only going to be blessed by him, but that everyone's going to be excited about it. Um, but you said something, and I, I think I kind of want to close out with this, is you seem to indicate, so you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a theologian. So I'm just like going to ask you, so are you telling me that like you don't have the whole Bible memorized? I mean, Hunter, I thought 
that you went to like 20 years of Bible school and seminary and now you're like prepared and ready to answer every difficult theological question that's ever come in human, you know, in humanity. Uh, Is that? Definitely not. (laughs) I used to wash vegetables at a produce stand over the summer. So yes. Okay. So that, that's your, that's your spiritual experience. The fruit of the spirit. Okay. Yes. That means that imperfect vessels can be used by God and, and I don't think God is calling all of us in this room to like start a social media platform. Like that would be fine if that is, but I, I would venture to say that's probably not where we're going with this. But what I do believe is that God's called each and every person in this room to a specific and unique ministry. We think of the word ministry, and we, again, we think about it so weird. We think about it like it's on stage. No, it is sharing the love of God with others. It's using the gifts, talents, and abilities that God's given you to make a difference in this world. And I truly believe that God's calling each and every one of you to an assignment. Friends, you've got to have your assignment before God. You did not be, you were not placed on this earth just simply to uh, go to school, get your career, make money, and die. That is not what you were called to do. That would be a pretty selfish and self-centered life, not very fulfilling. But when you know that God's placed something inside of you, that even the weak areas of your life can be used by him, that the strength of God can be poured through you to bless a city, to bless this region, to bless this world with the love of Jesus Christ, it transforms everything. And, And one of the things that Hunter... I know your background was in the fire department, and um, you came to us and said, listen, I've I've left the fire department, but I still have that training, and I feel God calling me to help begin a medical ministry here, and I want to say thank you uh, for that, Uh, but if there are those in, we just launched it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, thank you for your willingness to step in, and you've already stepped in to help us in some areas. Um, CPR training, things like that, that you're uh, well, f- you know, versed in and familiar with. Um, but God put that in your heart. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, if, if it was just out of the blue, if you were praying and God just put it in your heart. Can you just tell me like, what was that? Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of it. Um, I was praying and during worship, you know, I just got to thinking about it and, I, and we did growth track and I was there's like a list of places to serve on there and I was looking for one and I didn't see one. And so that's when the Lord was like, you know, if there's not one, then you need to start one basically. Yeah. And, and I want to add to that please. because months before that, he said that he knew for some reason he needed to keep his paramedic license up and he didn't know why, hmm. you know? And so then, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Guys, I want to say if you've ever been through grow track before, you need to understand if there's not a ministry listed that connects to what you're, I mean, and there's a lot of them, but if it may be that God's calling you to start a ministry, who knows what God can do to use you with the gifts and abilities that you have. Yes. And I want to say this before we close out, how proud I am of you too. Um, just yeah. getting to know your hearts and your pure hearts for the Lord and for people. And really we can look at this and say, just like Mark said, not everybody's called to a ministry like he's called you guys. In fact, you better know that God called you to do it or you're not going to be able to stand upon what you guys have had to, to go through. But the bottom line today is that God doesn't just call the qualified. 
Yeah. He qualifies the called and right. all of us in here are called and they're yes. They're they're living out their yes right now. And that's what God is saying to us, to all, each of us, to the assignment that he has, whatever that looks like is to say, yes, sir, whatever you want me to do, as scary as it is, mm-hmm. as uncomfortable as I c- can be, yeah. as it may look, make me look a little weird, a little funny, my yes is stronger than that. That's right. And so that's, um, thank you guys so much um, for who you are. You live what you say. And um, I am, we, we cover you in prayer because we know that it can yeah. be difficult, but I know your heart is to glorify Jesus's name. And you guys do a great job of that. Yeah. So. We want to take a moment. We're going to pray over the two of you as God's placed a ministry assignment on you specifically um, for the medical ministry. And those of you that are uh, in that medical community, you can be a part of that. You can sign up for that. You can go through Grow Track and be a part of that. But I'm just going to take a moment and pray over them. And I'm going to pray over you and believe God that he's going to do something with you as well. First of all, Lord, I thank you so much for Hunter and Devin. And I just speak continued life over them as they walk out their assignment. Lord, for the kingdom's value, for the kingdom's sake. Lord, I thank you that we don't do things just for ourselves, but we live for your glory. And God, I pray over them and over the medical ministry that's being released that God, uh, there would be uh, an exceedingly abundantly above blessing that is poured out. And we do come against the persecution, not just of people, but from the, the enemy, the devil himself that would try to kill, steal, and to destroy. But Lord Jesus, you came that we could have life and that to the full. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, I pray over this amazing congregation that Lord many of them they have an assignment and today I'm just going to ask you with your heads bowed and eyes closed there may be some in this room you're just saying Mark I'm asking the Lord for my assignment I, I don't want my life to not make a difference I don't want my life to not matter for eternity I want to have a, 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 a true purpose and I want to walk out that purpose and plan for my life if that's you today, in just a moment, I'm going to pray over you. There may be others of you, you, you have to start at square one, which all of us did, where we said yes to Jesus for the very first time, to say, yes, Lord, take my life, use it for your glory, use it for your sake. And that may be currently where you're at, where you're just saying, Lord, I need you. I need you in my life. I need your forgiveness. Maybe there's sin that's separating you from God. Friend, I want you to know I'm not here to judge you. It's not in any way my heart to embarrass you. I simply want to invite you into relationship with Jesus Christ. Your Savior, your Lord, your Redeemer, and the one that gives you new life. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to invite you to do this, to make a decision, a willful choice to say yes to Jesus. And if that's you in this room, you'd say, Mark, that's me. I want to be included in this prayer. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm simply going to ask you to raise up your hand, acknowledging by the uplifted hand, Mark, that's me. I want to be included in this prayer right now. Come on, all over this place. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, up in the balcony, on the main floor. Yes, God bless you. Anybody else? That's you today. God bless you. Friends, for some of you, this may be a first-time decision. This may be a a long-term commitment that maybe you've been committing and committing and committing. But today, you're making a fresh statement of faith right now. 
Others of you in this room, as believers, as Christians, you're saying right now, Mark, pray for me. I want to be used by God for his kingdom's purpose. Maybe you know the Lord, you're serving God, but you need to know the purpose. And you need to walk out that purpose, finding that outlet to be a witness, to share your faith, to share the the hundreds of testimonies. And you just need to pray courage and faith over that assignment. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? Come on, Christians, all over this place. You're saying, Mark, I need to have that recommitment to my purpose. Come on, all over this place. Yeah, God bless you. So many hands lifted. It's a recommitment to the purpose and plan of God for your life. Whatever it is, God's got an assignment for your life. And he wants to use you for his kingdom's glory to make a difference in this world. God bless you. You can put your hands down. I want to invite you into a simple prayer. And that simple prayer is just acknowledging your need for him and then releasing yourself to his kingdom's benefit. And so what I'd like for us to do all over this house is just simply to pray this prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud after me. Everyone in the room, can you say this with me? Can you say, Lord Jesus? Come on, say it out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Give me a fresh start. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. I believe in you, Jesus. You are the son of almighty God. You came to this earth. You lived a sinless life. You died on the cross for my sins. You rose again on the third day to give me new life. Now I receive that life today. Wipe away my past and use me for your glory. In Jesus name, amen. 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 Listen, friends, when you made that commitment, that prayer, that decision, God did something transformational inside of you. And I'm believing in the days ahead, God's going to use you for his purpose. If you'll just allow him to speak to you in quiet moments of reflection, in the day-to-day activities of your life, I believe God's going to use you for his glory in ways you never dreamed for eternity. He's going to use you. Here's what I'd like for us to do. If you'll take out these communion elements and the ushers are coming at this time uh, to distribute if anyone is not received. If you just kind of wave at them as they come down, uh, we want to make sure all have received. And you can pull back the tab that has the bread. And I want you to take out the bread at this time. The ushers are there. If you need this, just kind of wave at them. They'll make sure to get that to you. And uh, they're serving in the balcony as well. We want to make sure all have received these elements. God bless you. Thank you, uh, ushers, and thank you so much for for serving us today. As you remove the top to to reveal the bread, this bread represents the body of Jesus Christ. His broken body, it was broken for us that we could be healed both physically and spiritually. That God heals us. He restores us. And the Bible says that when his body is is made whole and put back together in that recreative state, when he was raised from the dead, the Bible said that it gives us new life. Because he lives, we can live also. And so today we celebrate in the goodness of God, the mercy of God, as we prepare to receive this bread. We're remembering his body. 
let's go ahead and take this bread by faith. Now go ahead and flip it over. If you go ahead and pull back the tab that reveals the juice. This juice is a representation of the Lord's blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. And this juice today as we receive it is a reminder of the price. The price that was paid for every sin that we've ever committed. And so today, this, it, it, you know, 2,000 years ago, this was, this was a cup of suffering. Today, it's a cup of redemption. It's a cup of healing and deliverance. It's a cup of forgiveness and freedom. So let's receive this cup by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, could you stand up with us? And let's worship the King together in your own way, your own word. Just give God thanks for who he is, for what he's done. Come on, let's worship him together. dismissed I want to give you a couple of quick instructions first of all I want to remind you we talked about grow track a good bit we're releasing that grow track it's a three-week uh, just time together if you'd like to sign up for grow track you can use the connection card that's in the seat pocket in front of you or just call into the church office and let us know you can also text D1 text to 84576 or use that QR code on the screen and then you can sign up for our grow track it'll help you discover your divine design it'll help you to know what you're gifted at help you to better understand your purpose biblically and then a way that you can serve there's so many ways that God has gifted you and you may not even realize it we've watched as 40 50 and 60 year olds have taken this grow track and it's like the Lord revealed it to them their assignment and we're so grateful for that. Uh, I also want to let you know if you made a commitment to Christ today, if you can just take out your smartphone and text D1WALK 
to the number 84576. We want to give you a special little booklet. It's, it's simply called One to One, and it helps outline the journey of faith that you're on and biblically how to walk that out. It's an electronic version. We'll send you a link and let you know about that. It will continue to lift you up in prayer. I also want to let you know of a couple things that are coming. Uh, probably the most significant thing we've done in, uh, in some time is pray. <laughs> out of all the things that Jesus did during the Passion Week, of his ministry was he said, my house, the, the Lord's house will be called a house of prayer. So listen, coming in on a Sunday is great. It's wonderful. It's awesome. But when we come together in concert of prayer, friends, it changes the world. How many understand we saw not too long ago the Asbury uh, revival, what God did there with just a group of students that just were sold out and said, we want to come and be a part. Uh, we're going to take about an hour and 25 minutes or so this evening. We've invited churches from around the city. There's going to be pastors from around the city that invites their congregation. That means this place Lord willing, will be packed out. That means come early. Doors open at 4.30. The mayor's going to be here. Friends, this is a, a moment we get to host our city around one of the most significant things we can ever do as a believer, and that's talk to our creator in a corporate way. So I want to invite you to come back out and be part of this very special night, 5 o'clock. Be here at 4.30. As Pastor Will said, go ahead, try to park in the back to get, uh, unless you have... Uh, physical limitations just so that we can have uh, you know people give premium parking to those who are new coming in we also want to try to use the side lot uh, if we need to just uh, parking on the grass just so there'll be plenty of room plenty of space for you but I'd love it if every last one of you could come out here five o'clock this evening it's gonna be amazing and then finally as a reminder that uh, listen friends you have an assignment I don't know what it is, but God does. And only you and God can articulate those things. And so in a moment, I'm going to release you with a blessing, and I'm going to speak blessing over you that God would reveal your assignment. And I'm going to dismiss some of our leaders right now to head back to a very special uh, guest reception that we have prepared just for those first-time guests or those who haven't had a chance to, to actually physically meet some of our leaders. It's out the doors, and right before you leave the building, it's just to your left-hand side. You'll see some stanchions there and a big sign that says guest reception. We want to be there to greet you and connect with those who are first-time guests and give you a gift for hanging out with us today. Well, listen, did you get anything out of today? Man, I pray you did. And uh, can you give it up for Hunter and Devin today, their willingness to share today? Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, here we go. Let's receive this blessing today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. And may the Lord our God write his name on your hearts and declare, you're my child. No one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. May you give that love away to as many people as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing in the gifts, talents, and abilities that God's gifted you with. To bless your family, your spouse, your children, your kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. I bless you to be a blessing to your co-workers and to those neighbors that are around you. To your social media sphere of influence, I bless you to be a blessing. And I pray God extravagantly blesses you because you use your gifts for His work. 
I bless you with your assignment. Go and do the work of the ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you tonight at 5 o'clock. Be here around 4.30. God bless you. You're dismissed.